Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. <laughs> it is the Angels in Sin City. I'm your host, Marissa. And I'm your host, Kiana. We want to know what the fuck is up. <laughs> the fuck are you on? Write it and tell us what the fuck's up. Please do. So we just wanted to pick up where we left off on the last episode. We so. know that we left you guys on a little cliffhanger. So we're just going to get that out of the way. Right in the beginning, first and foremost, <laughs> the facts, the tea, the juicy details. Um, so as you know, because I'm assuming you follow us both on Instagram at Kian and Danae at Marissa Gomez, um, we went to New York on accident, but like on purpose. I manifested this. I was supposed to go a year ago, and then COVID. So surprise, <laughs> surprise, shut it. Um, yeah. So we went to New York. And we told you in episode 00 kind of like how it went about. But I'm just going to quickly recap that because episode 00 might be painful to listen to just because we had some technical difficulties. It's hard. It was our first time. We were nervous. (laughs) No, so um, Kiki and I had a a Zoom, FaceTime, whatever the fuck you want to call it, date. And we invited our friend. We booked some flights. Then I realized I had school responsibilities and things I couldn't miss. Rebooked everything for the following Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Following Friday. Flew our booties to New York. It's me. It's kinky. It's alcohol. And then it's our friend who also enjoys the taste of poison. So <laughs> we make these plans. We fly our, our asses to New York. And it's the most spontaneous thing we've done to date. You want to tell us a little bit about what happened in NYC? Okay, well, first things first. We were flying all fucking day. As you know, we live in Sin City. We had a connecting flight. I think it went to like Charlotte or somewhere stupid. And then from Charlotte. Everyone from Charlotte listening, like zero people. Literally. Unsubscribe. Wait, whatever. That was a stupid place to have a connection. I'm sure it's beautiful. Whatever. Um, but anyways, we're flying in. We finally make it to New York. I'm looking out the window because Marissa had the window seat. And, okay, I know it's the fucking Statue of Liberty, but my brain, I don't know where it was. It just didn't, it was still in Vegas. I look out the window and I'm like, oh, is that the Eiffel Tower? And Marissa looks at me like, I'm so stupid. And I'm like, well, bitch, is it? And she's like, the Eiffel Tower? And I'm like, wait, what did I say? (laughs) I'm looking at this girl like, all right, let's not hurt her feelings. I have to live with you for X amount of months. I'm just going to ask her again. What did you what say? What did you say? Me. I'm like, I said the Statue of Liberty, okay? <laughs> I didn't. That's like almost irrelevant to the story, but I felt like you guys needed to know that. No, it's completely relevant. I'm dumb relevant. too. <laughs> completely <laughs> relevant. Anyways, we land. We're walking off the plane. We're texting our friend whose idea it was to even come here or there to go there go to new york yeah and he asks me like a million trillion times what airline are you guys getting off on i'm like i look at kiki i'm like is he drunk oh he was wasted everything worked out for the most part finally found them after we did our covid like tracing shit which they didn't call us thank god they called me oh they did yeah maybe i didn't answer (laughs) i'm the queen of not answering my phone it's fine. We're fine. <laughs> also, state of New York, we're back home. Don't come for us. Yeah. Great time. Loved it there. Um, so, yeah, we land. We get our Uber Black, as we usually do. 
<laughs> I'm joking. We never do. Um, and I'm fucking amazed. That's my first, that was my first time going to New York. So literally everything was amazing for me. I was like, Ooh, look at the trash on the ground. Oh my God. Is that a rat? <laughs> I love it here. The Eiffel Tower? The Eiffel Tower? <laughs> but all the buildings. I'm like, Oh my God, look at this building. Look at that building. Look at this corner store. Everything was amazing. I love New York. She's like, look at the street. Look at the pavement. Literally. <laughs> Something just different about the vibes. No, the vibes were so different. <laughs> and everyone who's from there is like, yeah, New York fucking sucks right now because of COVID. And I'm like, I love it here. It's, the, it's fucking the happiest place on earth. So I think we should go over some of the hot girl shit we did, some of the shit we shouldn't have done, but did anyway and learned from. Wait, what shouldn't we have done? I'm talking about by we as in me. Yeah, I'm like, I had a great time. I was very level-headed. <laughs> so, and then there's me. So the whole plane ride there, I'm studying, doing work. Kiana's like, New York, and I'm like, homework. But um, there was only one night where I needed to stay sober. Just oh, one. Just one, and she failed. And it happened to be the night where I got the most wasted. I think she, you know, when people talk about like self-sabotage, that was Marissa. We're out to eat at this Mexican restaurant. And I swear this bitch was having a contest with herself. Like how many shots can I take in the next two hours? And like, mind you, we're all pretty fucked up. You know, we've been, we had been drinking all day. We literally woke up at seven or like six something to watch the sunrise Started with mimosas, went to catch, got fucking drunk at brunch. We were drinking all day. And she's like, you know what? Go hard or go home. We're at a level seven. What does level 10 do? Literally. I had a a test to turn in that night uh, by midnight. And so, you know, we, me and Kiki leave the restaurant because she's a good chaperone. I'm we a leave, good chaperone. We leave our friend at the Mexican restaurant with all his friends because his friends met up with us. And we get to the hotel and we each have our room keys. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to get something for my room. I'll meet you at your room. No, that is not what happened. This bitch was drunk off of her <laughs> No, but listen, Linda. No, listen. I need to wait before you continue. I need to say what happened. On the ride back to the fucking hotel, this bitch is knocked the fuck out in the Uber. I'm like, thank God I fucking came home with her. So I'm literally shaking her awake to get up to the hotel. I get her to the hotel. She needed my laptop for her quiz. So I go get my laptop. I'm like, okay, here's water. Put the lights on. I'm going to let you get set up. I'm going to go back to my room. I'm going to FaceTime Kendra. I will be back in five minutes. That's what happened. Um, Five minutes goes by. I don't remember. I don't remember any of this, but apparently I locked her out of my room and died on the bed. Knocked the fuck out. I'm literally, people probably thought like I was crazy. I'm banging on her hotel room door because I'm like, I need this bitch to graduate. (laughs) I can't be the one to blame when she fails nursing school. I'm literally banging and I'm like, Marissa, open the door. I'm FaceTiming her. I'm calling our friend and I'm like, okay, well, this bitch is about to fail nursing school. So I give up. Mind you, our other friend is still at the restaurant drunk off of his ass. So his friends are calling me like, uh, what are we supposed to do with him? And I'm like, I don't fucking know what I'm dealing with her. And I'm like, okay, well, just call me an Uber. I'll go get him, bring him back. Luckily, they had a car. They bring him back. I have to carry him up to her room. We had to get another key because this bitch is knocked the fuck out on the bed. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) my bad and mind you any buzz that i had going on it was gone i turned into mom like i i like to make sure everyone's okay so as soon as 
we had to get her an Uber to go back to take her quiz. I was like, all right, sober bitch key. Here we go. Mom duty. Gotta make sure she gets her quiz. Gotta get him home safe. So I'm sober as fuck. And I'm just sitting there standing. Like once we finally got into the room, I'm just looking at her just knocked out, like sleeping so peacefully. And I'm like, I fucking hate you, bitch. Get the fuck up. I'm get like, up. <laughs> I, the next thing I remember from like getting to the hotel, I just remember waking up to like 10 people in my bedroom. I was, did you, do you remember me like smacking your ass? No. I was like shaking her up. She wouldn't listen. I'm like, baby, like you got to get up. You got to, I'm like trying to be nice. And she's just like not even moving. I'm like, are you alive? Um, and then I just start smacking the shit out of her ass. I'm like, I will pull your pants down in front of everyone. Get the fuck up. And she's like, mm, mm, eh. so I guess I finally get up and I'm like, quiz time. <laughs> Can't even walk straight. <laughs> I'm trying to log into my school account to take this quiz that's due at midnight. I don't remember my password. Mind you, it was only 8 o'clock when all this shit was going on. They were blackout by 8. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I had to phone a friend to help me log into my school account. I could not even take this quiz until way later on because I was so effed. And then our friend who was at the restaurant was just taking a fat cat nap next to me. Knocked out. The rest of them, they went out and did hot girl shit. Like, they should have. Like, I should have. Pedro, like, I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> But like, no, yeah, after that, dropped them off. She got on her computer. Other friends knocked the fuck out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sober now, so, like, let's go out. Uh, we ended up having a great time. But this one. Just a little taste of my work ethic and priorities and you responsibilities. Know, she's just a hard worker. It was a learning experience, okay? <laughs> Jeez. I could have missed it. I could have failed. I literally could have failed nursing school. <laughs> and mind you, she's like in the fourth quarter of nursing school. Like it's, it's crunch time. No fuck ups allowed right now. And she's like, mm, let's just wing it. All right. So we covered fuck up number one, which was done by me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. There was a second fuck up, which was also done by me, myself, and I. <laughs> so Kiki has to go home. Um, she has work in the morning the next day. So she leaves on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I have a test to take on a Tuesday, that Tuesday. So I stay in New York and our friend was planning on staying anyway. So he's like, okay, like I'll stay with you um, because you're staying another day. I'm like, you know, I'm in New York. All my family's here. My grandma, may she rest in peace, died in December. And I'm like telling the friend, I was like, hey, I'm going to go visit my grandma's grave just so you know, like, I won't be hanging out with you on this day. And he's like, no, I'll go with you. And I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure you want to go with me to my grandma's grave? And he's like, yeah, totally fine. I got you. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we take an Uber black (laughs) emphasis on black, or is it called Lux? No, I think it's black. I'm too poor. I don't know the difference. (laughs) Um, to my grandma's grave and keep in mind this cemetery closes at 5 p.m we get there legitimately at 4 55 also keep in mind i don't know where the fuck she is me oh no your grandma (laughs) i'm like i'm somewhere in the sky (laughs) he's just watching us from above literally (laughs) she's like stupid bitches (laughs) so i get we we get dropped off at at St. John's Memorial or St. John's Cemetery in Queens. And I have five minutes to find out where my grandma lay with this friend. 
uh, there's a security guard there. And I run up to the security guard. I'm like, will flirting help me in this situation? It usually does. I am wearing a crew neck. My best asset are my yiddies or my legs. <laughs> it's too cold for any of those to show. So I try to use my eyes and smize. I'm like, hi. I'm just looking for my grandma. Aren't you falling in love with me the way I'm like deeply gazing into your soul? He's like, bitch, not really. No. He's like, he looks at me. He's like, we close in five minutes. And I'm like, I, I traveled far and wide. <laughs> I'm going to find my grandma. And then I like bat my eyelids and like squeeze my tits together just in case. With the crew neck. So there's With the crew no neck. cleavage in sight. He can imagine. <laughs> I'm like, it'll be really quick. I promise. I promise. So me and this friend legitimately key i didn't tell you about this we're sprinting around the cemetery <laughs> separate directions looking for it <laughs> we have five minutes <laughs> i finally find it i have 30 seconds to pay my respects i'm like how do you pay your respects to your dead grandma in 30 seconds you're like love you deuces <laughs> so that, that's legitimately did so i like took a picture of her little placard she doesn't have a great like a, a tombstone plaque. plaque it's like a plastic plaque i'm like here's a picture which by the way i don't have that picture i'll tell you why in a second um and then our, our friend's there who like he's a great friend but let's just say i haven't known him for that long where it's like like a comfortable for me to be like you know paying my respects and emotion right next to him so he like walks up he's like oh you found it i was like yeah i found it and i have 12 seconds left and i'm like hey grandma i miss you how you doing love you mean it ttyl love you you look so pretty when you were in the open casket on zoom and he's like right there i'm like this was not what i was expecting no, legitimately, he, he's literally right there. I'm like, yo, grandma, what up? So we, we leave the cemetery. I'm fucking dead. The security guard's like, as you should fucking walk faster. I'm like, I got it, baby. Like, I, mm. um, we're waiting for the lift ride back. At this point, I am deceased, like legitimately have zero energy in me. Uh, we get our Uber back to the city. I fall asleep in the Uber and I have like all these things on me. I have... The waters I got from the corner store because I was thirsty. I have my purse. I have my phone. Everything just splayed around the Uber. We leave. We get dropped off. The second the Uber drops me off, I frantically check all my pockets. I'm like, I look at our friend. I'm like, yo, I just left my phone in the Uber. Keep in mind, this Uber is still like 50 feet away from us. I could have sprinted to have gotten my phone. So it's me, my friend, and my friend's friend who we picked up on the way, all just looking at my at the car that has my phone. Drive away. None of us reach after it. We're all just like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I am now phoneless, which leads me into my next segment. This friend, very thoughtful, very um, continues to say thoughtful, goes, I can't just let you fly to Vegas. I had a connection too with a connection without a phone and he goes I'll just fly with you <laughs> segue into we are now in Vegas at a penthouse <laughs> Kiki take it away how did you figure out so what the I fuck was going back on back into this story you know I I work I I live my life and she's like hey you want to go to the Aria I have a surprise for you I'm like, ooh, I love stuff for me. I love being the center of attention. Yeah. She's like, okay, meet you there. I don't have a phone. I'll fucking use the bartender's phone when we get there. Uh, oh. To be specific, I had my iPad. Her iPad. From like 2009. 
So I'm like, okay, meet her at Aria. She's like, let's meet at the lift bar. I'm like, oh, perfect. We're getting alcohol. Um, get to the lift bar. She's running, but or no, she's there before I am. And then she's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, bitch, where are we, where are we going? The bar's right. The tequila's that way. You're like, I was promised shots. Yeah. Subliminally. I'm confused. And then she's like, oh yeah. So I met this like rich guy and, uh, he invited me to his room and he has gifts. And normally that's like right up my alley, which is why I'm assuming she told me that lie. Cause normally I'd be like, oh cool, let's go gifts. I'm like, bitch, that sounds like he's going to fucking kidnap us. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's cool. We, like, go up the elevator, and I'm like, Marissa, I really think, like, we're about to die. Like, I'm really concerned for your, like, this is a me situation. This is not normal for you. Like, I don't think we should go. I'm having bad vibes. <laughs> so we get all the way up to this fucking, what was it, like, 58th floor or something high. I don't know. And we walk all the way. If you know the Aria, the fucking nice rooms are all the way at the end. So we walk two miles to the fucking edge of the Aria, and the lights are flickering all crazy. I'm like, bitch, this is a scene out of a murder like movie. We're going to die. Think like, about, Think about the content. I know, literally. But if we don't die, do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. And then she's like, I'm like, you have a key. And she's like, well, I don't want to just go in. I don't know him. So that's what really convinced me. Because for a second, I was like, oh, it might be our friend. And then she was like, no, I don't want to just walk in. I'm like, well, why the fuck not? And then she like finally does. She uses the key and she like cracks the door. So I do have video of this. I'm like, okay, well, bitch, then go in. Since you're so bold, walk in the fucking door then. She's like, do it. Do I it. dare you. Literally. Walk in the door. Because I'm going to be right here. I'm not going to end up in Tijuana fucking handcuffed to a fucking mule, okay? Um. Anyways, so she's like peeking it and then opens the door and it's our friend. And I was like, oh. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, and... That's where we came to you live from. Continues on with the New York trip to now a Vegas trip. So two weeks of the three best friends that anyone could ever have. And getting on each other's nerves. And many more to come. Okay, so this bitch got her fucking stimulus today and I didn't. And I think I need to have a word with money bag Joe because where's my money, Joe? But also, I surprisingly got my stimmy. And I was like, oh, how much money do I have in my bank account now? So the stimulus is $1,400. My checking account now has $1,400. $1,412. So had I not gotten the stimulus check, I would be $12 rich. I also had to sell her $37. (laughs) I owe you. (laughs) For podcast necessities, tequila, and USB cord. (laughs) So thank you, Moneybag Joe. Yes. Thank you to my president, Mr. President. What would I do? I mean, no, I didn't get my Uh, stimmy, so it's still fuck you right now. Um, So yeah, that's a recap of, I mean, there's like more to recap, but you know, you got to save some for the memes. But New York was amazing. I'm glad we got to go. We're going to go again. So if you live in New York, follow us at the Angels Podcast and let us know. Maybe we can like link up next time. We thought that this week's episode, we should talk and, you know, dive deeper on what it actually means to be single. Because I feel like so many times being, which is a part of being single, is like, you know, focused on like the dating and um, hot girl shit. And it's a really male focused or having like a significant other. But there's like a flip side to that before you're even ready to pursue another relationship. And so we want to talk to you a little bit more about that. 
And this is also coming from two women that have gotten out of very long-term relationships. So it might sound easy, like how to be single. You just fucking exist. No. Get when, broken up with. <laughs> for, for a fucking example, I've had a boyfriend since I was 16. I had my first boyfriend for two years. I did when I was 18. Four months later, I met my seven-year boyfriend. So being single was actually something I had to figure out how to do. Like, how do you sleep alone? That sounds so easy. Like, oh, I sleep alone every fucking day. Well, when you haven't for X amount of years, it's a difficult process. Like, how do you just navigate life completely by yourself and independent? And so we're just going to share our tips and tricks on how we figured out how to be more independent, I guess, emotionally, because we're already very much independent, like financially, financially. unfortunately. so this is that. Enjoy. Okay, well I will start. So if you know me personally, I'm I've always been in relationships. Even like I fucking had a boyfriend in elementary school. Like I love love. And that's one of my toxic traits. Um so how I even got the idea of this episode is because before I even moved to Vegas, there was a time um when in Denver me and one of my exes had broken up and I literally had to make a promise to myself. I was like, bitch, you are going to be single for a year. And then the movie How to Be Single came out, which is still one of my favorite movies. And for a whole year before I moved here, I like dead ass was like, you're going to be single as fuck. I kind of did it wrong. I was like 18 or 19. Um, and I was like <laughs> a little preview of my horror face. Um, I was talking to so many people, but it was the, the best time of my life. And I feel like everybody, well, well, yeah, everybody guys included, but especially women, I feel like if you can like set a time limit on it, if you can do like a year or however like long where you just focus on yourself, it is so fucking so beneficial. So my number one rule to like being single is to date yourself. And by date yourself, I mean like practice your love languages on yourself. So my love language is, well, my top ones. <laughs> I deserve all the love languages. But my top ones are physical uh, touch and quality time. So I will literally have like a date night with myself where I will like take myself to my favorite restaurant. If the movies were open, I would go to the movies. Um, masturbation's my favorite. And like fucking plan that shit out. Light candles, like make it a whole vibe. But do that shit to myself. And I'm telling you, that's a game changer. Because when you do finally have like, someone else that you're either intimate with or a relationship, your standard and how they like treat you is going to be completely different when you're practicing that on yourself. And then also the way that I show love is I like to buy gifts for people. So then you just buy gifts for yourself and you just become so fucking in love with yourself that nobody's ever good enough, which is where you should be. Exactly. (laughs) So mine's similar. My love language is definitely quality time. Um, I took it a little differently than you did. I like quality time, but with company. So Mm -hmm. instead of, because I had always spent quality time with a guy, I literally, when I became single, hit up all of my friends. Mm -hmm. And every weekend I was hanging out with my friends, like doing something to a point where I was like, are you guys sick of me? (laughs) Never. Are you sick of me? (laughs) Do I need to calm the fuck down? So I was constantly going out. Even we were in a pandemic, I was going like to their apartments. Like me and my friend Kelsey would meet up at like a rooftop um, parking lot and just look at the view. And it was just like spending as much time I could with the people that I was neglecting in a sense Mm -hmm. helped me the most. 
No, I 100% agree with that. I feel like this time around, so the first time that like I, you know, made a goal to be like single for a year, I like would date myself. Um, that's what me and Kendra, like we're super, we had just finished like cosmetology school and like we were doing so much hot girl shit around Denver, but it was still very like male focused. So this time around, now that I'm single, I'm like so in love with being with my friends. Like I am nurturing my friendships as if, they're like my boyfriend and I've been single for what like three months now and I feel like that has been like the biggest fucking game changer for me because I feel like once you get in a relationship it's very easy to neglect your friendships especially you know now that we're older you end up like living with people and you know you work most of the time so any free time that you do have of course you want to spend it getting dicked down so (laughs) when you have all this free time opened up like literally treat your friends like they're your boyfriends like buy them gifts go on dates like and your friendships are just gonna get like that much better and I feel like it's healthy once you are in a relationship to still live life as if you're single in a sense I feel like that's where a lot of people fuck up is because they spend most of their time making their partner a priority versus themselves so that's really my focus right now is like the Kiana that I am right now, because I'm having the fucking time of my life being single, I want her to be there if and when I do get into a relationship. Like I don't want to lose this relationship that I have with myself and my friends once I find a significant other. So I don't know if this happened to you, but it definitely happened to me. Um, When I was going on all these like outings with my friends, I discovered a new side of me. And that side of me was the outgoing side. And what I mean by that is I'd go out not looking for a boyfriend, but for the first time in my life, I am now pursuing the people I deem hot enough for me. <laughs> Her standards are being risen. As we no, 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 they were still oh. pretty low oh. in the beginning. <laughs> for the first time. I'm working my, on it. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I remember going to, what's that bar called? Born and Raised. Mm-hmm. And the bartender was cute. And for the first time ever, I gave my number to somebody. Cute. I, I wrote it on a napkin, and I was like, "Do what you want with this." As Alex Cooper would say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna credit her because that's exactly what she told me to do," and I did it, and it worked. Um, let's just say it didn't work out because, of course, when you're an FBI agent like Kiana and I are, I immediately found his name, his full name. So I knew his name was Charlie. There's, Hi, Charlie. I won't say the last name, but I looked up Charlie, and then like. Every other thing I knew about him, like, on Facebook, like, where he went to school or, like, where he lived. His mom's social security number. Um, Oh, actually, how I did it was he gave me his number back. He texted me, and I put the number. Here's a hack. Put the number into Snapchat, and it's an automatic quick ad. And usually people on their Snapchat, they have their last name. So I had Charlie's first name, and I had Charlie's last name. So I look up Charlie on Facebook. This idiot had his Facebook relationship status set to in a relationship tagging the girl this guy was trying to still get at me with a fucking girlfriend Mm -hmm. so not saying that I succeeded in any of these endeavors but what I'm saying is she tried I put myself out there which I've never done before and I became less scared too and I continue to do so um won't go into all that but (laughs) here's a little hint our New York trip slightly all the things that happened was caused by me putting myself out there for once. That is true. She slid into DMs. 
basically what we're trying to say is um i feel like once you go through life not looking for someone else to fill up your cup and you do that on your own like your perspective on things changes so like even going out literally with no intention of like finding someone or like i don't know just fucking existing for you and you only the whole world fucking changes and i think it takes a long time to figure that out even like what i'm 24 like we're both in our mid-20s and i feel like by 30 we're gonna revisit this conversation like bam ma'am man we didn't fucking know anything because i don't know self-love man self-love self-love baby baby like it just changes everything even 19 year old me i'm like oh it's so cringy the shit that you would do but once you know yourself better you love yourself better and you demand better from the people that want to love you in return man we're getting deep this episode um so another thing that's really important about being single is being able to like humbly look at yourself and see where you kind of fell short in the relationship um and even like relationship aside just like as a human being where you need to like work and grow and the not necessarily easiest because it's really hard but one of the best ways that I think there is to do that is to go through therapy I guess I'll take it away from here (laughs) um when everything happened uh with my ex um actually here's a little spoiler we weren't even together technically when all the shit happened. We were like in talks, but we weren't even like boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, we'd broken up the year before, but we're still seeing each other. Anyway, so last year in the summertime during the peak of Rona, um, everything blew up in my face and a lot of public things were said. There are YouTube videos about it. May or may not still be YouTube videos. Perez Hilton was in my closet. Like, what do you have to say about that? (laughs) And I'm like, baby, leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Um, But I remember how bad it got. I remember feeling nothing. And feeling nothing is scarier than feeling sadness or feeling anger. The numbing feeling of nothing is something I'd never felt before. It was this phenomenon that freaked me the fuck out. So basically, after I experienced the feeling of nothing, I don't know if anyone's ever gone through anything similar. Pitch same. <laughs> um, I think that's when I knew I needed some help because a lot of thoughts were going through my mind and thoughts that I've never had before. Not like suicide, but I was like, I think I need to drop out of school. I need, I need some time for myself. And that's not like me at all. And that's when I knew I need help so I started going to therapy just voicing my opinions in the first four therapy episodes episodes (laughs) sessions (laughs) like it's a podcaster like it's a (laughs) keeping up the Kardashians (laughs) the scoop um the first the start of every session the my therapist would ask me so how are you feeling and then without even talking about anything that happened that week I would just start crying immediately and I was oh my gosh that that, yeah that lasted at least a month just crying and then she would just look at me like she probably seen this like (laughs) in her previous sessions like this isn't new but I was like oh my god so dramatic um so it was just a lot to handle and then just having like talking through things like wondering why I'm feeling the way I am um taking responsibility for my mistakes I wasn't a victim in my breakup. I definitely contributed to it. So just taking responsibility and realizing what I did wrong, what could have gone better, how I should have handled things, how they should have handled things. And basically 
just navigating what was happening inside my brain, why I felt nothing, the overwhelmingness of everything. I had blocked all my family members on my phone, on Instagram, like any social media, like your own family. That's when you know something's fucked. So it took like three months of therapy just to even start talking to other people again that weren't just my friends, like start talking to my family. And now I have such a great relationship, but it took me reaching out, taking the first step, taking ownership to understand what I did wrong. And now I think that if I were to ever get into another relationship, I learned from that. Mm -hmm. I know what I did wrong. And I remember telling Kiana, so I remember like, you know, your friends are always like, oh, you can never do wrong. Like you're always right. Like I got you. I'm on, I have your back. But there was one time I I was talking to her and I was like, no, this is what I did. I'm not a victim. This is what happened. And she just looks at me and she's like, okay, well like now you've learned. And it was just so comforting because I'm like, that's all I needed. Like First, like there's a, there's a time and a place to be like, my friend's always right. And then there's a time and a place to be like, okay, I understand. And we're growing from this. Mm-hmm. And I needed to go to therapy to even realize what I was doing wrong. And I'd never make those mistakes again because of how much it affected me. So yeah, going to therapy might be like a, people might think it's like some pussy me of like, oh, you know, go talk about your feelings. Like actually I do. Because if I bottle these up, I am going to disintegrate. Yes. It only hurts you. Because those feelings are in, you know, your mind. It's only going to hurt you if you don't help yourself. And like we say, serial dating, we grew. Yeah. Therapy, we are (laughs) growing. I feel like that's like me as a person. I just feel like I've been so much and like through so much in my life so young that, and I feel like that could be the like flip side of like therapy because I've been there as well where it's like I'm not a victim I can control my outcomes I'm this I'm that like no one does anything like to me I do everything to myself which there's a toxic side to that as well and I've been on the flip side of that so that's why I'm always like you know it doesn't matter yes you fucked up but you have the opportunity to grow from this and like having compassion with yourself is so 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 fucking important which sometimes that gets overlooked as well because you know that's the first step is seeing like where you fucked up where you can do better in your story but you also have to have compassion with yourself to be like yes I fucked up but that's okay I'm human I'm allowed to make mistakes I'm allowed to learn I'm allowed to grow and I feel like that's like very important and I try to bring that into like all of my friendships because yes I'm also like you're a bad bitch you can do whatever the fuck you want but if you see like a behavior within yourself that you're like okay I'm not really vibing with how I was fucking acting I'm like okay well let's make a pivot how can we change that and I try to have that same compassion with myself so I can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) I think going off of that something I learned was so you always see those like I've I mean in Vegas I've seen these billboards it's like it's okay not to be okay mm-hmm. like yeah I get that part like I am totally okay with not being okay but I think something I've struggled with and the reason I have so much anxiety oh even when things are going fine I can't just enjoy life presently all the time there's it's okay not to be okay but it's also embracing that it's okay to be okay oh my god that's the hardest part right that's a good one for my breakup yeah oh my it's god. okay to be okay <laughs> Like that was the hardest part for me. Like I'd be like, so like fine, happy. Things are going great. I'm fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, there has to be something going wrong and I can't even enjoy the present. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's a perfect segue. So you guys will maybe find out about this later, but not right now. But we both had like similar, similar situations happened in our breakups. And so, and hers happened like, a year before mine so she'd be like oh you're gonna go through like this phase and like the sad phase and 
like I still haven't had the sad phase. And I remember talking to my friend Vash. I'm like, I feel guilty that I don't feel bad right now. Like I'm having a great time. And literally that'd be the one thing that she would say all the time. Like, it's okay for you to be okay. And I'm like, I don't think it is though. Like, I feel like I should be feeling a little bit more. Like I did go through the numb phase. I think I'm still in the numb phase. I feel like I am still like suppressing a lot of emotions, but for the most part, like I'm good. And it took me literally almost three months to be like, bitch, it's okay for you to be good. Like you deserve happiness. And you, that's what you are right now. And that's okay. <laughs> Fucking ride that wave because it's not going to be forever. Life is literally ups and downs, but yes, being okay with being okay in any traumatic situation it doesn't have to just be a breakup, but that's like so important. Oh, that was a good one. So we kind of dived deep into like the therapy aspect of it. And we kind of touched on like nurturing friendships, but I feel like it's really important that we emphasize, especially as women. I feel like we get so caught up in like, you know, relationships and men that, um, we really do treat our friendships as like, as if they'll always be there, which if they're a good friend, they will always be there. Um, but I think a big thing that I'm like learning right now is like literally when all is said and done, the people that are going to be there aside from like your family and sometimes even in like instead of your family, it's your friendships. Like everything I've gone through the past year, I like, I would not be here without my friends. And I feel like it's my number one priority for this year is to just like let my friends know how much I appreciate them and love them. And I want to be around them 24 seven. <laughs> I guess like another thing is um, what I've noticed, and I probably did this too. Um, most of my friendships that I lose, it's because they just put so much attention into their relationship that mm -hmm. it doesn't even feel like, even when we hang out, it doesn't even feel like we're, it's just me and them. Yes. Not it's, present. It's like they're texting their boyfriend or like they have each other's locations and one's being toxic or they're both being toxic. And it's just like, I just don't feel like I'm even friends with you. I just feel like I'm this background character that pops into your life whenever you are a little bit sick of your relationship. So just remembering that I think that's something I need to remember, like, cause I, I've always been in a relationship and I know I've done this before. Um, your friends, the ones that have always been there, they're your backbone. And I am definitely a victim to um, letting my friends, I guess, how do I say this? Abuse my kindness. Mm. I just had a friend recently. I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but if you are, like, I'm just spitting facts. And I've told you this to your face. <laughs> um, there's a, I have a friend that only hits me up when something wrong is happening in their life. The worst. And it's been happening since we were teenagers, like, in high school. So, like, the first time I remember, she cut me off, as in cut me off, just ghosted me because she's with a guy, and this guy wished me happy birthday, and that's literally it. And she was like, why would you text him? Like, da 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 da, -da. Yeah, did I not tell you this? Mm -mm. No. And then she didn't talk to me for a year. And then they broke up, and she went through all this drama, and then she hits me up. She's like, I'm so sad, blah, 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 blah. Um, I took her back, because I just felt bad. Yeah. Right? But she's also dropped out of college X amount of times, be for a guy so she's been trying to pursue her bachelor's degree it's been like eight years come on and now she is pregnant with child um with a guy that abused her like crazy and who was there to pick her up while she literally does not reach out to me when it's not an issue when there's nothing wrong going on with her life but I am I have a hard time like finding the I guess the boundary 
because I'm like always going to feel bad. I'm like, well, what if she does something stupid? Then it's going to be on me. Like I'm the only one that still actually like really talks to her, really cares about her. So I guess like I'm not one to really give advice on nurturing friendships when I am the one that's just enabling someone who doesn't nurture a friendship. And I think I will continue to just because I feel bad. That's not good though. That's actually like a trauma response. Yeah, I don't know. Codependency. I need to work on myself, guys. <laughs> so we're both going to go check in at therapy. A therapy session <laughs> live for you for on you. a podcast. No, oh, that's God. like a big thing. So I feel like actually before I left um, Denver, I had a lot of friendships that kind of felt that way. And I, like, I'm an only child. My mom was an only child, so I don't have a big family. So I treat my friends like family. But I feel like we always talk about, like, trauma bonds and, like, energy and, like, soul ties as far as relationship goes. But that happens with friendships as well. So I feel like you have to be very intentional when you, you know, start new friendships because that, like, sets the tone of, you know, how that relationship's going to go. So what I've noticed is the friends that I have that, like, only hit me up when something's wrong or they only want to vent about negative things, which in turn, like, affects my fucking energy – usually that friendship started around some sort of like trauma. Um, so like whether you want that relationship to continue or not, I feel like it's very important to kind of like figure out that that is what it is. And then like she said, like set boundaries and change that moving forward. Because if you don't, that's going to be an energy leech for the rest of your friendship and or life. If you're not able to kind of um, stick up for yourself and, be like hey you know like when you do this I feel drained and that's okay for you to say and if it's your real friend you should be able to come to them and like say that um so yes setting boundaries with friendships relationships like every aspect of your life and you should only be around people who will respect said boundaries for sure so on behalf of all of Sin City and the angels we'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you guys want to keep up with us, go ahead and follow us at The Angels Podcast. You can follow us individually. I am at Kiana Dene. I am at Marissa Gomez. And if you guys want to write into us, you can go ahead and email us at theangelsinsincity at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will see you next Tuesday. Signing off.